everybody to another episode of the Climb Together podcast. Another Wednesday, another podcast episode. I'm joined today with my co-host, Deception Rapper. Deception, say hi. What's up? My name's Tonage Scorp, if you guys didn't know. Um, Deception, what did you call it before the podcast? Another, another episode. episode of Tone Can't English? Literally. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> And I haven't been able to English all day, so this is going to be interesting. And, quick thing, I did use the bathroom before the podcast today, so hopefully no bathroom breaks. I'm not drinking anything during the podcast again, so that usually helps. Yeah, that that definitely helps. So, uh, let's see if I can make it through without having to go to the bathroom. We'll have to wait and see we'll on see. that one, though. Alrighty, um, so... Uh, welcome back. If you guys are listening, if you're live on Twitch, if you guys aren't, we go live on Twitch every Wednesday at 12 p.m. EST with the podcast, uh, so we can have a live chat and you know little 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 fun things. Um, and if you're listening on other platforms, uh, we appreciate you. This podcast is live on every platform where you get your podcasts. So if you're listening here live and you miss part of it because you have to go um, use the bathroom or you have to go to work or whatever the case may be. Um, you can find it on YouTube, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and everywhere else. Yeah, literally everywhere, even places we didn't know existed. Even places we didn't know existed. <laughs> yeah, here we are. So, um, and I'm getting caught up as far as uploading them, so they should be all available here before the next episode, which today's the 18th podcast episode, so before yep. the 19th, they should be all good. Should. Almost the 20. Key term. Almost a 20? Shoot, man, look at us. Oh, man, <laughs> almost 20 episodes of the Climb Together podcast. It seems like us. yesterday we were celebrating double digits. I know. It's, it seems like yesterday we just started, and now here we are. Like, it's like a weekly occurrence, and, you know, it's 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 pretty much the only We've stream. Only, it's one week the entire time. Yeah, and that's because. We're you know, more consistent than the Flycast already. True, and look at that. Because the Flycast did like six episodes and then took like six months off. Literally. So it's another reason for you guys to, you know, hang out with the podcast, you know what I'm saying? Another reason for you guys to tune in. Yeah. Oh, I'm sounding crisp today, too. I like you it. You are. I'm sounding very crisp. I like it. I like it. I like it. Mic quality is at its peak. Oh, yeah. That means the quality of the podcast is going to be at its peak. But I like hearing myself talk and I, hear, I sound very good right now, so. Wow. I know. <laughs> I like hearing Deception talk, too. Yo, Yang, thanks for sliding in. Let's see. What do, what do we want to lead off with? Um, I don't know. There's a lot that's gone on. Um, There's one thing that I did see this morning. I think I kind of I kind of want to talk on it. We we kind of oh, like boy. we kind of touched on it a little bit. It was a Mr. Burner question. Um. Related to the Midnight Society. Um, yeah, I saw, The I Dr. Saw, Disrespect. I thought um, this. I know what you're about to say. I so, they have um, a new game. Uh, not a new game. Their first game coming out. Um, yeah, let's let's talk about that a little bit. Like, you know, this is this is something pretty, pretty, pretty big, I'd say. It's their first, like, like you know, big creator doing something behind the scenes as far as like making an entire like development squad so um yeah so the um let's uh mm, mm, mm. i'm trying to figure out how to get to the page um and then give us the name of the game okay variance this is the game that that i was talking about um so yeah, so there's this new game uh, coming out by this, and it's, uh, it's variants, I believe. At every variant in the Midnight Society has a unique personality represented in our visor cortex, each with attributes that determine various levels of rarity. Variants are outfitted with unique armor, call signs, weapons, backdrops, and more. You can step into the night knowing you are truly unmatched. Night has fallen on the city. Your visor sits dark and waiting on the table. It's time. You hold your visor cortex up to the port. Instantly, it is drawn to the visor with that magnetic force and crackle of electric power. The visor blinks to life as you slip it on, and once again, you feel like your true self. That's pretty epic. 
Yeah. Um. So yeah, so so pretty much with this game right now, you get right now it's in the founder stage. So there's like founder benefits and everything like that. You get um, early access to game builds, of weapons, voting rights on game features, one of a kind, uh, call sign and vortex, um, exclusive access to the studio events. Um, you have as of right now, as of uh, March sixteenth, twenty twenty one, at um, twelve oh six, you have six days, fourteen hours, forty eight minutes left to claim your existence in as a founder um yep. so yeah i'm thinking about doing it just because why not you know what i mean yeah i think i'm gonna do it um but it looks really cool like there's like exclusive events and i think that's good and you know it gives these founders that people you know are gonna be people that are you know into the game and really want to see the game succeed it gives them voting rights too, which is really cool because not a lot of um, not a lot of game developers anymore have like community-based votes on what's going to go in the game. Yeah, you know and I mean? they're actually going to listen to the community about yeah, which how is to make good to the see. game better. Which is good to see because we see a yeah. lot of that not happening. I mean, it's getting better with uh, like games like Call of Duty, which have been really bad lately, but they're getting better. But like, yeah, you know, it one kinda... thing I was going to bring up about Call of Duty is they uh, recently they've had like a there's a like a new guy that is apparently the title of his job is like director of influencer relations but it's like i don't re- i don't think anybody really knows exactly what the job is right now but i'm guessing that they're going to start like really looking at the influencers and trying to get their input on how to make the game better and stuff which yeah, is nice because th- i mean they do make their living off the said game you know what i mean and i think that i think that every game and not every, I mean, every game developer company should have that role for every game that they have that has a large influencer base. Because influencer base, because um, you know, nowadays it's 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 a whole different world than it was twenty years ago. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people do yeah, make yeah. their living off of playing video games, and um, when the game is not content, it's not a content based game, or like there's no content around said game anymore those creators go to other games because they have to make money somehow and if there's no money in that game for them anymore they move to another game you know what i mean well and that's that's the thing about this midnight society game like we of course we don't really know what it is we assume it's going to be a shooter um we well, assume that it, it it maybe it won't like be just a battle royale but it probably will have a battle royale if it's a shooter considering like dr disrespects history with what he likes in a game and 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 BRs so, are really big right now too, so it makes sense. I mean, if it's gonna, if that's what it's gonna be, then it's definitely gonna draw in a ton of people. People are definitely gonna come in and see what Doctor Disrespect has created. So. Oh yeah. Plus, it's, it's you know Doctor Disrespect initiatives to get like the influencers involved and to get founders involved. So there's people who, when new people come in, they're already like ready to show everybody what the game is about. Yeah. And and it's one of those things is like when it comes to founders too, like it gets more people playing the game earlier on, which you know gives them better like publicity and everything like that. Especially with like founder packs and everything, it's just a really good um, a really good way of going about it. Um, because you know people like free stuff. Yeah, I'm, kinda... I'm excited for that game. I'm really excited for whatever he's bringing. Yeah. I'm definitely gonna play it. So I think it's I think it's just interesting. I'm definitely gonna like give it a shot. I hope uh hope they have something on like uh, like a timetable of at least when the game will be playable. Yeah, they will though. They seem like I mean it seems like it's gonna be a very transparent um type uh development team, which I'm I'm really excited about because we really don't get a lot yeah. of those off the bat, and the games continue to be successful. You know what I mean? Like a lot of like small dev teams are very transparent. Like um. You know, like the creators of Splitgate. Yeah. Um, but their game kind of like rose and fell, mainly because other games, you know, were kind of just at a low, and you know, it's a lot like Halo, and Halo wasn't out yet. The new Halo wasn't out yet, but now the new Halo's out, and people are like, "Yeah, this is just kind of like Halo, and I'd rather play the Halo game." You know what I mean? Yeah. And and it's like, I mean, Splitgate just fell like the blow up of Splitgate fell perfectly in everybody's hands because. You know, Splitgate blew up when the hype of Halo was starting to build, but we hadn't got to play the game yet. 
Yeah. So everybody was like, "Yeah, we'll play this game before that." Yeah, it was and like it a very also, like, it was a good timing. The blow up also fell like right when the COD off season started. So like yeah. all the COD players who were just tired of playing Cold War were like, "Yeah, let's go play Splitgate." Yeah, it was like a very like it was just like a timing thing, you know what I mean? Because the game's been around for a long time, and it was kind of like Among Us. Um, you know, Among Us got really, really big, really, really fast. I mean, it's still really uh, big Among though. Us blew up because of Fall Guys. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, from what I know, at least, like, Among Us had already been out for, like, a couple of years. Like, they and were already Fall working Guys on the out. next one. Yeah, like, Fall Guys comes out, and it's, like, it's, like, this weird, wacky version of a BR that's not, it's, like, it, you know, it comes out, and it's, like, a BR, but not really a BR, mm. but, and then everybody liked that, and then it kind of fell off, and then everybody was trying to find something else, and then Among Us just showed up. Everybody was like, oh, there's this game called Among Us, and it has, like, a really cool concept, and everybody's like, well, it's based yeah, we're going to play that. It's based off of a concept that, like, people have known for years, you know what I mean? Like, there's different, yeah, yeah. like, games that you play, like, um, Clues, kind of like it, Mafia, I don't know if you guys ever played Mafia, it's a card-based game, um, where yeah, that's the, I think that's like that. the, the big appeal of Among Us, is it was basically just a bunch of, like, you could, it was like a bunch of like card games and board games that just came to life in a video game, and everybody enjoyed it. I think it, it's like when it comes to certain games, like uh, especially when it's smaller games, it it if as long as you have like a people love um familiar familiarity, and yep. they love because it's nostalgic and people yeah, that's, are big that's into nostalgia think, that's why i think a lot of people will be excited for dr disrespect's game because i mean he has experience developing games already he helped develop advanced warfare he helped develop uh he helped the like he actually like designed maps on advanced warfare he wasn't like uh he wasn't like a lot of the pros now that are just like consultants like he actually worked on the game yeah. and uh and I think he knows how to like capture the COD fans, so I think his game probably, at least for the first little bit, will probably blow up because and, it'll be so familiar to everybody. And I think games that have like a really good like Among Us had a really really good like creator aspect to it. You mean you know what I mean? Like, yeah. um there was Among it Us was a like, high perfect for it. Yeah, you could, it, you could get so many people together and interacting, playing the game. Yeah, and the thing is, is like it was good for content too because like you know, oh, you know, ten thousand IQ um imposter play or ten thousand IQ detective play. You know what I mean? Like stuff like that, people eat up. People eat things up oh. like that. Like it's just like, oh my god, that was epic. You know what I mean? Like that was insane. And yeah, and- there, that's the thing about Among Us is there's there's so much suspense in that game. Yeah, and it and it and it really benefited the game, and I feel like this game by Doctor Disrespect and his company um, will have that same aspect because he is a content creator himself. You know what I mean? He's been in this for years and years and years, and he knows how to he knows how to do it. You know what I mean? He's got such a big following, like he has the experience, and I think that it's going to be a really good game for content creators. And he has he has the pull and the money too. Oh yeah, like I mean, he has the pull to bring in really good developers and to really like promote this game and he has the money to raise a really good development team that can make a good game oh yeah like this isn't gonna be like one of those like a little like mobile games that creators make just so all their little like 13 year old fans can go play it like this is gonna be like this is a triple a title yeah this is gonna be big oh yeah and 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 yang i i agree with you i do i i like uh, like simulator games and RP MMORG games as well. You know what I mean? Like, but the thing is, is is playing with other people. I feel like is what a lot of people like nowadays. Is because you can't really going out and like hanging out with people is still kind of wishy washy. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it's it's getting better, yeah. but it's still wishy washy to go and play with other people. You know, outside, like you know, like go and hang out with your friends. And a lot of us have gained just friends through the internet. Like the amount of friends that I have, I have one friend, IRL, and then I, mean, I have look, my girlfriend. Look at look at the look at this podcast. That's a product of 
yeah literally friends off the internet like and the thing is is like now people have a lot of online friends and they have a lot of people that live you know in a, in a distance where they can't just you know be like hey can i come over you know are we hanging out this weekend they can't really do that um so i mean games like where you can play with other people um it's definitely the hot thing right now um just of the fact that um, a lot of people have gained friends online and, and that's just a product of a pandemic. Yep. And it's a product of a pandemic in the 21st century that we've never experienced. Because this would this wouldn't have happened before. No, I mean it could have, but I don't <laughs> think the blow up would have been as big. You know what I mean? Because I had online friends beforehand too, but I had a couple, I had a few like friends IRL too, and 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 once the pandemic hit, I was just like, you know what? I have much better friends online. If we would have had a pandemic like this, even like 20 years ago, I don't think it would have been nearly as big as far as like the online side of it. Because it's just, everything has kind of like fallen in line perfectly that now, um, especially because of games like Warzone and Fortnite and all that, like just online video games have just exploded. Like even 10 years ago, playing games online wasn't like that crazy uh as far as like the amount of connections you could make um and it's just like i think because the pandemic hit at the point that it did everybody was just like yeah i'm just gonna sit inside and play video games all the time i mean everyone <laughs> was then... sitting inside anyway you know what i mean oh one of those things you kind of just like hmm you know gotta think about but uh i mean it happened and we're here now so yeah i mean <laughs> we can't change the past we can only take what happened in the past and you know change our futures yeah that's some words of wisdom I've been like, I've been rolling with the words of wisdom yesterday. Yes, was it yesterday or the day before? I put out a tweet. I was like, I tweeted this tweet in 2018, the day that I lost my dad. Okay, I was not doing so good. I needed, I needed something that would like, I could look back on and and like, really just get me through the day, right? And that tweet was when life hands you rotten lemons, throw them away and get new ones. You know what I mean? And I posted that. What was it? Two days ago. And I was like, you know what? That's true. What you know, life gave us a, a whole lot of rotten lemons, you know what I mean? And a lot of people threw them away and said, Nope, I'm gonna get some new ones. And we did, and that's, that's what we did with gaming, you know what I mean? That was a lot of people's new lemon. And then people, you know, get sour lemons and you just add a little bit of sugar. Add a little bit of sugar to COD this year. Oh yeah, bro, these land events are hype. I'm so excited to go in in July. I'm hyped. I'm so excited for you to go and watch New York finish last. I know. I'm probably gonna go there wearing <laughs> my optic merch. Honestly, like, <laughs> I'll have. I'll be like. I'll be like oh, Riss. She, cause she's gonna go with me. I asked her again the other day. She's like, "Yeah, we're still going." I'm like, "Okay, cool." I was like, "Listen." All right, this is what's gonna happen. We're gonna wear optic merch to an NYSO land event. That's how it's gonna be. Because honestly, like NYSL, bro. Be like, wait, do you do you think that's a good idea? Like, we're from New York. Like, and you like NYSL, and then you you just show her the CDL standings, and she's like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> be like, listen, I know we're from New York. I, I know we're supposed to be rooting for our te- New York team, but, like, they ain't doing so good right now. They're not doing so hot. I mean, there was yeah. the one NYSL guy at the Optic event. I respect that. True. True. Like, I NYSL. Mystical? I'm going to that one. You guys, like, we can link, like, the, I'm trying to get everybody I possibly know to go to that one because I'm going to wear, like, my name tag and put tonage on it. All right, I'm going to wear a name tag that says Tonage and be like, listen, guys, look for me. I might even wear my freaking, depending on how hot it is or how cold it is in the venue, I might wear my chicken butt merch. You know what I mean? I'll wear my chicken butt mask and everything. Yeah. Just look for just for, look for the chicken butt mask. I'll be wearing one and so will Riss. And find Riss, you'll find me. If you find me, you'll find Riss. You know what I mean? He's actually the only guy who can bring <laughs> Swag back on track. 
This is it, man. NYSL has a lot of work they need to put in because they're not doing so great based on the team that they There's got. There's rumors of roster changes that could be happening, so. Honestly, I think... I agree. There's, there's, I, I think they need roster changes, you know what I mean? Because something's not working. There's a rumor that... Okay, so... One of the things uh, that I saw that CDL Intel tweeted is... New York subliners are expected to sign Paul X actively pursuing a second player. Oh? Oh, yeah, you sent me that the other day. Like, who, what, what is the second player for? Like, is somebody, that means somebody else is going from the starting lineup. They're not going to sign two subs. Mm -mm. <clears throat> it really is anyone's game this year, though. I mean, honestly, like, you know, in past years, you know, you're like, oh, you know, like, it's pretty good, but, like, honestly, FaZe is probably going to take it. Or, you know, like, the first year, Dallas Empire was really hot. Um, but last year, especially, like, everyone was just like, yeah, but phase. You know what I mean? And, and it did end up being phase. And and this year, you know, it's not like that at all. Like, phase is getting, I think phase is crumbling, yeah, phase you know what I mean? smoked in that grand final against Topic. They didn't win a single respawn. I know, and that, it's exciting, though, because and The thing is, like, Rambo, Rambo said that Optic wasn't even playing their best. Like, he's, he said, Rambo said that he thinks that they could play quite a bit better. Well, let's see it then, you know what I mean? And they still won. Let's see it then. I want to <laughs> see, see, like, this competitive Call of Duty back. I want to see it. You know what I mean? Can we all agree Cold War was set up great competitively versus how Vanguard is set up? What do you think about that, Inception? I mean... I mean, yeah. I mean, versus how Vanguard is set up, yeah. But I mean, I definitely don't think Cold War is like the best competitive COD. No. But I think it's the best one we've had since BO4. Because Modern Warfare was just awful. Like everything about that competitive was awful. Yeah, I don't like. Um, and Cold War was really good, actually. Like there were, there definitely like because the game was rushed and stuff like that. There were a lot of bugs, but. Uh, as far as, like, the way the game played, and, like, if you take away all the bugs and stuff, it's a really good competitive game. And Vanguard, like, has the potential to be good, but they gotta get better maps, and they gotta get rid of squad spawns. Like, I honestly think that if you just took out squad spawns, Vanguard would be ten times better. Squad spawns are just terrible. Um, yeah, I, I think... I think competitively speaking, the game is better, but I feel like this year's competitive, watching competitive is better. You know what I mean? Like what competitive, like from a viewer standpoint, um, like watching Vanguard. I don't competitive think it's is as good better. as Cold War, but I think playing competitive is pretty good this year. I don't know. I think like, I like watching it's better. Playing it like in ranked play and stuff. I mean, watching it definitely is better because you're not under the stress of playing it, but. I do enjoy playing ranked and Vanguard. I think a lot of that, though, is because the ranked system is good for the most part. Um, like, if you stuck this ranked system, if you gave it some more improvements, which the some more they're working on some more improvements right now, but if you put through some more improvements into this ranked system and put it in a game like Black Ops 2, Black Ops 3, that'd be insane. Like, I wouldn't be able to stop playing competitive. Because, like, while the game is not the greatest, the ranking system is really good. And the matchmaking is good. I think it's because of lands being back as opposed to solely being online. That may be true, but I feel like there's more competitiveness to it as well. I mean, you the competition I mean? in this game is a lot higher. Yeah, I, mean, I feel like people are finally trying I would trying say outside again. of, like, I would say right now, the only two teams who are, like, automatic wins for the other teams is, like, NYSL and Paris. They're the only two teams where you're almost certain that they're going to lose. And even then, they can surprise you. Like, if if New York gets... If New York picks up a couple other guys and makes a better team, they will be up there. Like, Paris ended up, like, taking some taking somebody out in the major. Like, they can show up. It's just 
everybody like all the top 10 teams any one of those teams could probably win like i don't think you can rule any of the top nine or ten teams out in a series yeah i think i think it's a little bit more it's not as like not as predictable i mean it's still a little predictable but i feel like it's not as predictable as it was last year because last year it could be like yeah they're gonna take the entire series like yeah, we predicted optic. I mean, we pre- I mean, we did re- we did predict optic to win the whole thing, but that was mainly based off the fact that it was an optic home event, and optic really knows how to get hype on those. You know, what I mean, and that's optic where they thrive. Good too. I mean, they had yeah. been looking really good in their last three matches after they lost the first two, and uh, it definitely looked like they had the most momentum out of any team going yeah. into it. So. Uh, it was a very like even though me and Tone really like Optic, it was a very logical like decision to pick Optic to win the major. Yeah. I mean, everything kind of fell in line for them to win it, and they did. And you're right, Aaron. Like for Surge, they always show up against Phase, but like any other team, they're nasty fucking... though this year. Like I definitely like they need to improve a little bit more. They need to kind of they need to look a lot more like they did in the beginning of the year. Yeah. Um, like at the kickoff, but I definitely don't think they're anywhere near the surge teams of the last two years. Uh uh-uh. uh. Like the like surge right teams. Right now, they're not looking the greatest, but I they their potential is so much higher than the other two teams, especially because they've shown it already. I mean, they've shown that they are capable of making it to grand finals and even winning, uh, majors this year. They just need to get it together. I think. I think the during this little like five game losing streak or whatever they've had, they need to they just need to like get it together and go back to the lab and they'll come back as a really good team. Yeah. They I have agree. the talent to win. They just need to I feel like then not only do they have the talent to win, but like they've had searches of the talent to win in the past. You know what I mean? Like especially like especially with the Russian. initial Modern Warfare team that they had, everybody said they were going to be a top three team. Yeah, and they were not. And I think that I feel like they're really like showing that like, oh yeah, Seattle Surge is like we're here. We're not just kind of we're not just kind of like here to be here. We're kind of like you yeah. know actually competing this time. Well, and I like and they that. have like honestly like they have the template that they're using is kind of the same template that optics using to an extent right now and i think it's the best template to use for a team in vanguard and it's have one guy who's a veteran who's been here for a while like and for them it's accuracy um you know he's been here since ghosts aw he knows the game he knows the pros he knows the competition but then they have another guy who's been here for a little bit, but not super long in Mac, who's only been here for like a couple of years, but he definitely has some experience. And then they have two rookies. Now, you don't need necessarily two rookies. You could use a guy who's been here for a couple of years too, but that like it's the same kind of template as like Optic is using, is you get one veteran and like three like kind of younger guys, and you have a really good team because that's what you need in this game. I think that's why like new york are not doing so good like yeah granted crim and clay are like two of the best people you could probably put on a team together but it like they just don't play in the way that it's gonna work in this game and they're trying to get their entire team to play the way that they've always played and it's not working like you either if you're gonna have crim and clay on the team they either need to switch it up and try to play like everybody else or they need to like find a way to like uh, get one person off the team or something, because like the way that they're doing is just not working. Like they cannot win a hard point, and I think a lot of it is because they just play way too slow. Like they since I don't think they've won a hard point since the kickoff. I think they're like zero and fourteen or something like that. Right. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I feel like it's better than it has been. Um, I feel like quality is going up. Definitely the best. I think it's been easily in the last like five or six years. Yeah, I feel like Call of Duty is going back up, but I don't know. Could be. Personally, I think quality is going up, but I'm not sure if it's too late. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's. I don't know if it's them doing this too late on, or what. 
because it could be a possibility that they just did this, you know, like them them going up could be too late. But I mean, what the uh, what was it? The uh, you you said what was it last weekend? Um, their peak viewage for the for the live. Their peak viewers uh last weekend was like one hundred eighty six thousand. Yeah, so I mean, it might like not be stream. You got to add like the one thousand or so people I think that were at the arena. Yeah. yeah, so like it might not be too late. You know what I mean? It might not be too late. I don't think it's too late. I think COD is still. I mean, granted, it's not a young esport when you consider the history of esports in general, but there's so much time. I mean, you look at like you look at like sports like basketball and football and stuff like that. Like they've been around for so long. Like. They probably were in similar positions mm -hmm. at the 10, 20 year mark. But we can, the thing about esports, and Hex has said this before, he talked about this with uh, Miles. But the thing about esports is the potential for growth in esports is just exponential compared to like the early days of basketball and football. Like we can grow to, uh, we can grow to the levels that they've grown, but we can do it 10 times faster. And that's the power of the internet, my friends. That's what I'm saying. Like everybody that's been playing COD for a long time, or has been playing, has been in esports for a long time, all is talking about COD, and they're like, "Yeah, this might be too late." But I, I mean, I think it's just beginning. Like, granted, COD is not in the greatest state right now, but there's been a lot of good rumors about Modern Warfare Two. It seems like they're on the right track. You got to keep in mind that we still haven't been bought out by Microsoft fully yet, so that's still not happened. There's still a lot of potential there. Uh, I just like I don't think there's too much of a reason to worry right now. Yeah, I I agree. Now, if all the Microsoft stuff goes down and we have Modern Warfare Two for two years and it's not good, yeah, we might it might be a little bit of a cause for concern, but <laughs> uh. I think I think with the rumors of Modern Warfare Two being good, which we can't we can't take them too seriously, we can't you know make conclusions yet. But with the rumors of Modern Warfare Two being good and all the stuff that they're talking about, plus the prospect of Microsoft coming in, which it's I I'm pretty sure it's looking like that deal is definitely going to go through. I don't think there's going to be a lot of pushback on that. It's just when is it going to go through? But when it goes through. I think I think COD might be back. We'll here's see. here's my thing though. This is this is where you know this is where the comparison to the um like really like you know like to sports and then to esports, right? Yeah. Is that with sports, right? You're kind of like it's 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 one of those things. Is like you don't see it a lot. You don't see a lot of um or really ever. You don't really see a lot of professionals switch sports. You know what I mean? They kind of yep. just stick with one and kind of just stay there. You know what I mean? But with gaming, yeah. with gaming, there switches all the time. You know what I mean? We see it a lot. We saw a lot of Halo pros go to COD. We saw a lot of COD pros go back to Halo. You know, you see people switch from mouse to keyboard, you know, mouse to keyboard to controller. And, you know, mm -hmm. people that, was, like, especially with Valorant, the amount of pros from different, um, uh, different esports go to Valorant. You know what I mean? What's well, so, like even like, um, I don't remember who the I don't remember who this guy was. I don't remember what his name was, but I know in the early days of well, the early days compared to now mm -hmm. of COD esports, like back in like AW and BO3 when it really started to blow up, um, past the BO2 explosion, was there were a lot of CS:GO players that would regularly play COD when they weren't practicing or scrimming or anything like that. So, like, even in the earlier days of people switching games, like, there were, like, everybody would be so surprised to hear the CSGO players were playing COD, and they were like, yeah, we just, we like, we like playing the game. <laughs> and it's the same thing with, like, when COD, you know, COD players playing CS and stuff. It's just like, yeah, they just, they just like playing it. I think and it's some just a lot easier like it to so much that they switch over. And the thing is, is like that's I, I'm gonna try to get to the point I was trying to make. I don't know how I'm gonna get there, but I'm gonna try. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's zigzags, but you're gonna get there. Um. So like, the, the, uh, 
the ability that they have to switch from one game to another is a lot higher than you know regular sports, right? Because when you're when you're when you're a really good basketball star, it's kind of hard to switch over to another sport. You know what I mean? Um, I mean the only sports that like a basketball player could probably easily switch over is like baseball and football, but then and again, even it's then, very particular. It's like you can't just take any basketball player and throw them on a football field and they're going to be good. Yeah. But the thing with gaming, it's like, as long as you have game sense, you can kind of build off that. You need game sense and some sort of aim. Right? Yep. And then you can just build on learning the game from there. And that just comes with time. Yeah. Right? And I mean, that's product of, like, look at, like, Shotzi. Like, he went and won a Halo World Championship. Uh, He was really good at that game. You know, he sometimes played COD, but he really was, he really didn't play it that much. He didn't know it that much. Um, but he started studying it in BO4 when Halo was having its break. And then he went out, he switched over and he started playing it a lot more. And granted, when he got picked up by the Dallas Empire, a lot of people thought it was a bad decision. And it looked like a bad decision in the beginning. He played really badly in the beginning, but... He like the Dallas Empire stuck with him, and they taught him how to play the game. They helped him, and now he's literally one of the best players in the game. He went like even in that same year, they ended up winning COD champs. So yeah. Shotzi is technically the. I mean, granted, um, granted, like the Halo World Championship hasn't been a thing for super long, but Shotzi is the first uh, FPS player to win a championship in two different games because he won the Halo World Championship and then he went and won COD Champs. So, now rounding out to my point, if if an eSport were to die, like, say COD for instance, say if COD competitive were to die, right? Yeah, COD's the one that everybody talks about dying so this is a great example. These players could easily move on to another one would it be a little hard for them yeah probably because they have you know have to go to another totally different competition pool but you know they're pros for a reason they have good game sense they have good aim relatively and they made it this far and it's it's a lot easier for them to switch over so you know if if a cod starts dying you know cod really starts dying and you know it'd be easier for and there's other games out there like those players could switch over to those other games you know what i mean they don't have to stay with cod you know, and, and when would, you look at would, like um, even when you're talking when you talk about when you talk about COD, like COD has a long off season period, right? Mm-hmm. Like COD, you know, there's three, four months between COD games, and nobody really knows what to do when they're a COD pro. And like, I don't know if his mind's going to change before it happens, but Shotzi has really been dead set on as soon as COD champs ends because of the timing of it. As soon as COD Champs is over, no matter what the result, he said that he is going to buckle down and he's going to grind Halo, and he's going to get a team for the Halo World Championship this year. So even like now, he's going to go like he's going to go off and play a different game right after COD Champs. So and like you can't do that with like, um, sports. You can't do that because it's a lot harder to switch. From professional basketball to professional football, or vice versa, or the, another professional sport. Um, yeah, you know what I mean. It's just different. Like, I mean, there's different skill sets in games, but like to an extent, it's a little bit easier to switch. Between. Yeah. So, like, you know, a cod sport dying, it's 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 a lot more probable than a sport dying. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's just the point I was trying to make. Esports is just so young that you have to do it really well for the esport yeah. to survive. And you have to have good enough, like, the game has to have good enough fan base. I have to have and a it's longevity. Like, even though, like, even though COD Esports is not doing that great right now, the fan base is there. Yeah. So as long as we keep the fan base there, the game will succeed when it ends up getting good. Yeah. And the thing is, is, like, you look at games like CSGO, I mean, there's been competitive CSGO for years. Like, Legends, years. Yeah, and everybody thought that when Valorant came out, it would kill CS. But CS is still running pretty strong. Yeah. I mean, granted, Valorant's a little bit stronger than it right now, but, uh, but CS you know, is still running strong, and it's been running strong for 20 years. Well, the thing is, is like they, they did the release of Valorant, right? Like They really did that in the best way that it could possibly have been done. You know what I mean? It was by Riot, another, you know, you know, the company that 
made League of Legends. And League of Legends is a really successful esports. You know what I mean? It's you look at those events and you're like, oh my god, like this is um, if they they it's a different level. You know what I mean? And you know to see that it's really and there's you know there's gonna be little esports that you uh, that die off here and there and you know really won't be around but there's the ones that like really stick around like like the smash compet like the competitive smash community like it's still it's still it's still going well and that and that's the thing too is i don't know if this would be like possible because i don't know if like the cod pros are contracted to play the game that is out right now but you look at like a lot of cod pros have talked about why can't we just go back and play color because the vanguard's not that great and it's like, I don't know if they can do it, but if you look at, like, Smash, like, there's some pros that go on and play the new Smash games, and there is a scene for the new Smash games, but they're, the biggest scene in Smash is for Melee, which is, like, what, 25, 20, 25 years old now? Yep. <laughs> and it's still going, you know, like, the longevity of these games, it's... You know, as long as you build a good base game and make a good esports. I mean, and it's wild that it. they just keep they keep they keep pumping out Smash games, and everybody just sticks like nah. Melee. They're like nah. <laughs> Screw that nah. <laughs> like these new Smash games come out, and all these all these new pros are like, yeah, this game's really fun, and all these other guys are like, but look at all the legends that are still playing Melee. So I think it's very interesting to see. We really got into that. Oh my god. We're already like forty minutes into this. Oh man, we really got into that. Expecting that conversation to go as long as it did. Um, I'm gonna talk about something. I'm gonna segue into something total, not totally different, but somewhat different. So I've been doing a little bit of observations. I do this a lot. Um, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm an observer. And right, this is the Climb Together podcast, so I like to share my observations. Right. And recently, I haven't really been creating content a lot, but I've been watching a lot of content, you know what I mean? I'm more of a consumer right now than anything. I'm getting back. <laughs> don't you guys worry. I'm coming back. When? Uh, I don't know. Soon. That's all I can tell. Soon. Soon. Soon, trademark. <laughs> but, so I've been watching a lot of, like, TikTok and, you know, YouTube and stuff like that. And I mean, everybody watches TikTok, so. Well, yeah. But there's one thing that I've noticed <laughs> about TikTok, and I think this is something that um, a lot of content creators need to take into consideration. A lot of people just post clips, right? They just kind of post a clip of their stream. You know, they just kind of clip it, edit yep. it so it fits, you know, TikTok format, and then post it. You know what I mean? Yep. And they are like, hey, you know, why aren't my TikToks blowing up? Why this? Why this? Why that? It's because it's just a gaming clip. That's pretty much it. It's just a clip. You know, there's no real content. You gotta, you gotta throw some pizzazz into wanna... it, you know what I mean? Like, I've been seeing like, a you lot... Gotta put, like, if it's a funny clip, you gotta throw in uh, text-to-speech. Yep. Uh, like, uh, you gotta throw in closed captions. You gotta... If you got a face cam, you gotta crop your face cam in there. Uh, well, like, the thing is... You gotta is... throw music on there. Well, not even the music. You know, a lot of people just say, Oh, let me put music to a clip. And call it good. No, you can't do that. And a lot of clips, <laughs> you know, things that I've been seeing do well are one, um, toxic people, and you edit it. It's like a five-minute clip that you edit down into a minute or less. Yeah, those go really well. You know, especially yeah, like with a bunch of like girl, like and uh, rage compilations. Those are rage funny. compilations. Those are also funny. Um, and then like when you have like a good play in a game adding like memes into it that's i've been seeing that do really really well so if you're looking to step up your tiktok game as far as like a gaming content creator standpoint that i've been seeing do really well lately and it's one of those things tiktok it's changing consistently there's always something new there's always new newer content to, to consume you know every once in a while i'll see just a regular clip but it's like an amazing clip you know what i mean like like I'm like, oh my god, how the frick did he do that? Like, you know I mean? I, if you want to, this is not really a, like a gameplay clip, but it is from a game. <laughs> it's from people just interacting in a game. But you need to watch the one that I just sent you. It's so funny. 
It's so funny. Oh, you're gonna love that one. It's so funny. Hold on. Yeah, like funny conversations with gameplay in the background. It's kind of like what attracts people to streaming. You know what I mean? That's pretty much what that TikTok was. They were having a, they're making yeah. a joke, and they put it over game they, while they were gaming. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. Yeah, like yes, three hundred five k likes. Yeah, like it's. I just liked it, so that's three hundred five k point one, um, point oh one, oh oh one. Three hundred five k point oh one. I don't know. It. I liked it. Point oh one of a person <laughs> like that. Yep. <laughs> um anyway stuff like that like you can't you gotta have a little bit of spots to your content you know what i mean you can't I mean, that's not really even that's not even like a cool gaming clip of no, getting a bunch just, of kills or no. some sort of like reaction to you killing somebody no that's, they were just that's vibing. literally them just running around vibing and then this guy may, says that and it's like oh <laughs> that was really funny. Yeah, like stuff like that. That's the kind of stuff that people eat up, and that 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 reaches more people than just the COD, you know, Binglebots. You know what I mean? Binglebots. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure there's like I'm sure out of that 300k, there's some people who watch that clip and they're like, I have no earthly idea what game this guy's playing, but that clip was really funny. Yeah, so like it attracts more people to watch your stuff. And I feel like that's, you know, important. And and I, I'm going to bring in my own content here for a second, just because um, I can. Um, so I'm going to pull up my YouTube real quick, and I'm going to go to my um, studio and pull up my analytics again. <laughs> um, I'm not going to throw out numbers or anything, but I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to sort it, you know, based on the highest viewage and go down, right? So You have better analytics than me. Because you haven't posted anything, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is one thing that I think uh, I made this. I made this video May twenty sixth, twenty twenty, right? And it was my. It became my best video at the time, right? And I was in a game of Warzone with my friends. You know, Lightsy, Angie, and um, Snipes. We played together literally all the time on stream and. And one time, we just decided to play a game of tag. We played a game of tag in Warzone. This was back in Verdansk, because this was 2020. And what I did oh, was I sped it up so the video wasn't as long as it was going to be. And we sounded like chipmunks. Oh, God. So it was chipmunk tag. Um, and I named, the I, named, I named the video Warzone, but faster. I... I, I I could probably change that title and it would it would blow up a little bit better. This was before I like really knew how to title things, but you know, I'm actually gonna I'm gonna Warzone but faster. Warzone Chipmunk tag. Chip. Twenty twenty seventeen year old tone was like, Yeah, uh I have the best title ever for this. No, I was it's I think I was Warzone but I think faster. I, was, I think I was still fifteen at the time. I turned 16, Okay, yeah. so <laughs> if you want to th if you want to talk about something funny that people do in Warzone, that's not like super normal. I saw I also saw this on TikTok, and this is the this is also pertaining to how the clips blow up. If it's just something good, this guy was playing Rebirth, <laughs> and th that honestly, like we should try this one day. I don't know if we could ever pull it off, but this guy was playing Rebirth, and he would like fl he would die intentionally, and then float in and wait. Till a team was going to push a buy to buy a loadout. And as soon as they dropped the money, he was going to drop down and grab the money. He's going to rob them of their loadout money. How'd it go? Uh, I think he pulled it off a few times in the video. Nice. But yeah, so I just changed the, the, the video. But it was my best viewed video at the time. You know, I don't have a lot of subscribers. I mean, outreach isn't that great. But the video itself did really, really well because it's funny. You know what I mean? I, if you if you're if you're going through and editing something, and it makes you laugh as you're editing it, it's gonna be a good video. That I can guarantee. 
You know what yeah. I mean? I had another good video that had almost the same amount of views. This was in December of 2020. So this was during um, Cold War. And Prop Hunt had just come out. And uh, I was playing Prop Hunt with a bunch of my friends. And we always have a good time while we're playing. We always laugh. We always have a good time. Um, Prop Hunt's always a good time. They kind of stopped playing Call of Duty, so we really haven't played together recently. But we played we played this night, and we were playing Prop Hunt, and we were having a blast. Okay. And we were, like, trying to pull off some sneaky, you know, just, just trying to, you know, finesse, if you would. And yeah. I... Played Ring Around the Rosie. Around a a fountain. As like this big old box. And I won the round. You know what I mean? Like it was epic. So I titled it. A thousand IQ prop plays. That should not have worked. Because there was a few of them that were like. How did I survive? You know what I mean? And I editing it. a lot of prop hunt. There are a lot of prop hunt plays where you're like. How did I survive that? Mm Mm-hmm. So it's relatable, and people, you know, yeah. want to get better at things, so they kind of, like, they like to watch. It kind of played off the Among Us, like, you know, 1000 IQ, Among Us play, whatever. You know what I mean? But it was funny. Like, I laugh. Like, if, you, if you're trying to go for comedic content, if you don't make yourself laugh while you're editing it, it's not going to do well. And that I will vouch on. I mean, there is the one, you know, like, every once in a while, like, you'll have a good comedic video, but you really don't make yourself laugh editing it, it's probably going to still do well or okay, but if you make yourself laugh editing it, you make yourself laugh with a thumbnail, like, and not in a, oh, that's cringy, but, like, no, that was actually genuinely funny, it's going to do well as a video. Yep. And I think, and if you don't edit your own videos, um, if your editor doesn't laugh while making it, that might be a telltale sign to get funnier. Put in better jokes. Because your editor, at the same time... Just get isn't, funnier. He isn't you, or she isn't you, or they aren't you, right? So they're not going to get it the way that you get it, right? But they're still your editor, you know what I mean? They're still a consumer of content, right? If, if, they're, if, they, if they're an editor, right, they've watched a lot of YouTube. You know what I mean? They've, they, they, they've kind of figured out how to edit. And, um... If they're good anyway. That's not the point in the other way. But, you know what I mean? Like, if they don't laugh while they're, you know, editing your content, then it's, you gotta, you gotta figure something out. Because if you're trying to yeah. go for that comedic value, because you could be funny, but you may just be only funny to yourself. And that may be good for you, but as far as content, it might not be that great. So, like, you most of the time? Yeah. <laughs> um... But uh, no, like it, it, if you laugh while making your content and you're trying to make a comedic video, um, as long as you get a good title and thumbnail or like you post it on Twitter with a, a clip of like one of the better jokes of the video, it'll it'll do better. I can guarantee you that. And if it doesn't work, um, then you can say tone, it didn't work. And I'll be like, all right, I was wrong. I'll admit when I'm wrong. But I'll also like come over the video and be like, yo, your thumbnail sucks. Your title sucks. That's why it didn't work. But that's not the point. That's not the point of this conversation. But it really should be. If you have a funny video, try to make the thumbnail funny too. Like a picture of you laughing or... Um, or if you do something really funny and want to post it on TikTok, make it as funny as possible. Yeah. Like if you have or like a three-hour stream... Rip the clip from your stream. Yeah. If you have like a three, three, four, five-hour stream, right? And you're like, oh, I need to pull three TikToks for tomorrow. Okay. Pick the three funniest moments of said stream and edit them to the best of your ability. Even if it's like a five minute conversation, you can edit that or you can have someone edit it down to like a minute. And like TikToks, they can go to three minutes now. Uh, it's If you guys weren't aware of that, like you can edit a TikTok out to three minutes. Is it going to yep. be as watched? Probably not. But if it's really funny, like, yeah. But it's one of those things you, you, can't, you can't really leave dead space. You have to really like stick to the joke. Yeah. You have to make sure you don't really leave anything out that sticks with the joke. Yep. So, like, say um, you're playing a game, right? And you have this... Yeah, you're playing with your homies, right? And your homies call you... Um, uh, what is it? Every time you die, they yell bazinga, right? 
and they only did it for that stream because the first time he died, he made a really weird noise. You're like, and they're like, they thought it. You said bazinga, so they're like, oh, so every time you die, you know, you die. Like we're gonna yell bazinga because that's what we thought you said. So kind of edit it so like they get like the backstory. You know what I mean? So like be like, oh, yeah. you know, run into a thing, die, and your team, you know, your team goes bazinga, and you and then. Cut and be like, well, why were they Bazinga? You know what I mean? And then cut to the part of the stream where you died and you were like, Bazinga! and they're like, oh, and they're like, ha ha ha, you know? And I just made that shit yeah. up off the spot, by the way. But yeah, like something like that. That kind of structure kind of works too, I think. I think. Oh man, I need to post TikToks to be honest. I, I think you I need to post TikToks, YouTube. You know what I mean. And you have a editor at your disposal. Just saying. Just saying. Just saying. Just saying. Alrighty, what time is it? All right, we're gonna open up. If you guys are in here and listening currently, um. If you guys have any questions, drop them while I drop this next little blurge for the people listening later on. But if you're in chat right now and you have any questions for us as far as content creation, as far as TikTok, that we are just talking about, or anything really, uh, Call of Duty or whatever, uh, we will answer them to the best of our ability. And if you are listening currently on another platform um, and you want to ask a question, but you can't make it live, uh, either comment on the YouTube video that is posted to my YouTube at uh, ToneScorp on YouTube. Um, or, you know, go to Twitter, uh, at Tony's underscore Scorp or, uh, at Deception the Rapper or it's Deception, um, two, seven, six, right? Yeah. At Deception two, seven, six. I don't know how I remembered that, but I did. Um, go there and, you know, find one of our go live tweets for the podcast. Um, and leave a question down below. Be like, hey, yo, this is a question for next week. Or even DM us, really. Like, we have our DMs open on everything. And we read all our DMs. Because uh, we're not, we don't really get a lot of DMs. So we read all of them. So if you have a question for the podcast, we'll, like, make a note of it. And we'll answer it. And wow, way to call us both out like that. Listen, man. Truth hurts sometimes. <laughs> um, but it's the truth. Uh, no, but, like, and we'll, like, make a note of it. And we'll, we can, if it's one of those questions that require a little bit more. Um, we could definitely uh, help you out a little bit and answer them. You have a question for me? All right. What's the question? I have a question for Tone. What? What do you think about Snoop Dogg joining FaZe? Snoop Dogg joining FaZe. I think it's the biggest publicity stunt we have ever seen. I don't think it's the biggest one we've ever seen, but... Snoop? Everybody knows Snoop. If you, don't, if you think you don't know I, Snoop, I you know Snoop. I think the most influential like, people, not only in music but in just entertainment mm -hmm. join a gaming organization is wild i think it's wild honestly like i, I mean and he was he, the thing the crazy thing is like we should have seen it coming because he was rocking a face chain on stage at the super bowl halftime show true <clears throat> okay but here's why i think it's i i think it's a really great thing because i feel like you know like it's it really does bring a lot of you know attention to the gaming scene right yeah but I think it's a really big publicity stunt too because, I mean, Snoop, I don't know how much he really does, does know about gaming. You know what I mean? Like, I know he streams sometimes, but I really don't know, like, his full knowledge of it and him having that big of a role in an organization. It's kind of like a kick in the face to the people that have been gaming for years and years and years and, like, have been in the industry for years and years and years. But... I think his main goal is just to advise them on where to take the business he might be who knows phase might be trying to go outside of gaming and he might be somebody that's helping him with that yeah i mean like I, personally i mean know, he could I, easily help him with that well yeah and, and and i don't i don't know where they're going so i really can't speak too much on it you know what i mean because that'd be kind of rude of me you know not speak kind of out of pocket um but i'm just kind of like calling it how a lot of people are seeing it is like a really big publicity stunt um yeah and which is true I feel like that's part of what it was, but you know what? You never know how much knowledge Snoop has. I mean, it does. The man does smoke a lot of weed. Okay. <laughs> Mary Jane, the the devil's lettuce. Okay, he does smoke a lot of it. 
and he probably um he probably has a lot of knowledge man it's probably goes on like a trip and it's like yo yo listen what if we did this and they're like yo I like, like it. What? Yeah, I like, yo, that sounds sick. Let's do it. And I feel like that's probably what's going to happen, honestly, because I feel like that man has a lot of more knowledge than people, you know, realize. I mean, the man does have his own wine, by the way. He has his own wine. That's saying something. He has his own alcohol. Um, it's really I mean, expensive the too. thing is, is, he's been able to stick with the times really well. Yeah. Over and there's his a... time being in the oh, yeah. entertainment slash music industry, he's been able to He's been able to hang with the best of them this entire time, so mm-hmm. I don't think he's gonna have a problem uh, working with Faze. I think he's gonna bring them more into like the uh, the um, non gaming side of things, and they're gonna bring him into the more gaming side of things. And I think it'll be a yeah, good. Yeah, I was balance. gonna say like, who knows? Maybe they just make him. Maybe may, they make him the ultimate entertainer. Maybe yeah. he just starts streaming on Twitch and gets a contract and like start. It goes full time, and he's just doing it all. Yeah. Um, okay, so we got a question from Mystical. He says, I know you guys talked about this, but for some, for the reason why NSL, hold on, sorry, this is the part where I can't English. Okay, I know you guys talked about this, but the reason why NSL can't win is because Krim and Clay literally can't play together in this 4v4 setting, COD, in my opinion. So the question is, who we drop in between the two? I think we drop Krim. Uh, I agree. Clay's been on NSY, NYSL for a while. You know what I mean? Like, and in, in, in the team they had last year, it was pretty good. You know what I mean? Like, they weren't great by any means, but they weren't bad either. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, and, like, and Clay is playing well. It's just... And, and it's not like, oh, Clay's playing well. The rest of his team just sucks. It's just... Clay is playing really well. It's just... I think... I think Krim just has a different way of playing the game. Mm-hmm. And with the teams he's been on, it's not working. And yeah. the reason why I say that is because this just came out like a couple days ago. But I watched this on YouTube. Some COD Clips channel posted a clip of this. Somebody in Shotzi's stream asked Shotzi why he had beef with Krim. And Shotzi was like, I didn't have beef with Krim. Like, the only issue is just we didn't really see eye to eye on how to play the game as a team. And like and when I heard that I was like, I guarantee you that's the problem at NYSL. Is they're not seeing eye to eye on how to play the game and it's taken them down. Cuz that's what took the empire down. Is because they didn't see eye to eye on how to play the game. And I guarantee you uh that that's what's happening over there. And I bet if they dropped Krim and picked up somebody like Paul X, they would be back in form. I think I agree with that. I agree. And as long as nobody else has any questions, I think that's a good place to call it for today. Um, I have a lot of stuff to do in the next two hours. Um, My grandma has been in the hospital, so I have to clean the house before she gets home, hopefully this week at some point. Uh, You know, send some good vibes her way, please. you know, this woman opened Good up her, vibes. she opened up her house to me, um, when I needed it most and opened up her love. So, but she's doing better. You know, it was a rock, it was a rocky, it was a rocky weekend, but, uh, she's, she's getting there. Um, I haven't really been able to see her because of COVID. Um, there's either the hospitals around here. Um, you're allowed two people and it's only those two people for the entirety of that person's stay, unless it's like, yeah, you know, like bad. Um, like they're gonna die type thing. Uh, where they'll let people, other people come in. But yep. so I haven't really been able to see her or talk to her much. But um, please send some good vibes towards my grandma. Uh, because she's an amazing person, and uh, I wouldn't be where I am without her. And that's a statement that I will hold by true. I wouldn't be where I am without you. Oh, deception. <laughs> Stop. Uh, anyway. Path, anyway, deception, do you have any closing remarks? Uh, that's it. I wouldn't be where I am without you. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be where I am without you either. Hearts for my grandma. Yeah. She's a lovely lady. Lovely, 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 lovely lady. 
Um, anyway, thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode of the Climb Together podcast. That was episode number 17. We're coming back next week for episode number 18. We're going to kill it. It's going to be a good time. We're getting close to 20. Um, if you guys are new to the podcast and want to watch the other episodes, there are uh, they are available for you. Um, anywhere, really. Um, it's especially after this weekend, like I'll be caught up on like editing and stuff like that. Hopefully, um, just cause there's been a lot of internet issues. So I have to go back through and like edit and cut out the parts where we cut out and everything, uh, you know, fun times, yeah. fun times. Um, but yeah, Yay. um, you know, we, we talk a lot about, we talk a lot about a lot of different things on the podcast. So there's some episodes where we just talk about current events and there's some episodes where we delve into, you know, streaming tips and everything like that. So if you guys want to tune into those, um, they're titled and descriptive as what's included Disrupted. um as to what's included in them so if you're looking for a certain thing i mean you could just ask us too and we could probably you know send you in the right direction of which one you should watch um based on what kind of information you're looking on but yeah so thank you guys so much everything's descriptive yep everything's descriptive <laughs> described there you go described in the description um anyways thank you guys so much for tuning in we appreciate you thank you thank you thank you from the bottom of our hearts for listening or watching or whatever you are doing um we will see you guys next week at on wednesday at 12 p.m est every wednesday you know what i mean this is a weekly occurrence um live on twitch and then it'll be live shortly after hopefully on other platforms but yeah so we will see you guys next time peace